This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So how many of you are like, yeah, yeah, bring it. (laughs) And how many of you are, really, it's not about money. What has happened to this church? They're all focusing on money. Money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, it can't buy you happiness, but then again, money in your refrigerator can't drive you downtown. You know, your refrigerator is not meant to be a vehicle. Money is not meant to be happiness. Money is a symbol. I love the acronym, M-O-N-E-Y, my own natural energy yield. Money, that tangible stuff that we have in our hands, is symbolic of the flow of who we are. And so, we want it to be flowing. We want it to be coming to us, and we want it to be going from us, and we want to be moving. And moving is actually a pretty cool idea. So that, that song, I mean, that, there was real rhythm to that, right? How many of you were sitting there bopping in your seats? And how many of you were sitting there like this? <laughs> I know that some of you were because I was looking. And all of you online, you're, you're kind of home free because we can't see what you're doing. <laughs> but you could, you could be moving, even if it has to be, you know, I mean, baby steps, right? <laughs> For some, that's, that's what you can do. But, but it's important because look at the way that we get stuck. And our physical bodies are our vehicle from being in this world. And if we make a rule in our heads that we're just gonna stand, stand here or sit here or whatever and not, not move, we are not in the flow. And so especially if you're feeling stuck in some area of your life, It might might be with money, but it also might be with your health, or it might be with um, some solution. You know, there's, there's some situation in your life that is just, it's not moving and it needs, something needs to happen. You need to find a new place to live or, or you need to find a renter for your place or you need to find a new job or whatever it is. There's all those things we need, right? What if you said, all right, I am the leader. Follow the leader in the parade of my life. And so instead of remaining like this, I'm going to get moving. (laughs) And and I'm going to assume that life is going to move along with me because I am the authority. I'm the leader. And so what if we start thinking about prosperity that way and we actually physically move our bodies? You don't have to go all John Travolta. 
you can, you can just move a little bit. I used to teach these dance classes to people who were in wheelchairs. So they couldn't get up and do all these fancy feet moves, but they could move the top part of their body, and they did. So there, there are no excuses there. Even, even if you were a paraplegic, which clearly nobody in this room is, you can still move in your mind. I remember this Qigong master that I was taking classes with once, and he, he was talking about when he was a young man in China, he was really into the martial arts. And his, his teacher said to him, I want you to learn Qigong, which is the healing form of the martial arts. And he's, nah, I'm into the macho stuff, right? So he didn't learn it. And so on he goes with his life. And then Chairman Mao comes in, and they have the Cultural Revolution. And he's shipped out to, you know, someplace out in the middle of nowhere in China and has some kind of injury. And he comes back home to mom. And now he's paralyzed and can't move at all. And so then his teacher shows up at his bedside, and he says, now you will learn Qigong. <laughs> and so he taught him all the moves, and he had to just rehearse it in his mind because he couldn't move his body. And the more he did Qigong in his mind, the more his body started learning how to move again until there he was in Houston, Texas, teaching us Qigong. So, it's very powerful. Movement is powerful. We want to be in the flow, and it's not an abstract concept. When we think about prosperity in the, in the little write-up, I was saying it's your inborn code of abundance. And so the starting point with prosperity is knowing who you are. When we think about money coming to us or whatever it is that's out there coming to us, we have to be really careful because as long as we think of it as out there and we need to get it to us, there's separation. And the inborn code is knowing that we are one. We are one with it. When it's out there and we're over here, there's, there's a gap between us. And it's a gap that's very difficult to navigate. But when we know that we are one with it, we are a radiant source of it, it's Think of it as the substance, the substance of all it is makes everything, right? And so whatever we want is in the substance. Charles Fillmore, the founder of Unity, said, we are stewards of the substance. It's not outside of us. It's there for us. We are the stewards. And so we don't want to we don't want to isolate it and put it out there in our minds. We want to know it's, it's ours. We want to know who I am. <clears throat> that is the, that's the primary name of the divine. I am one. And <clears throat> whatever, you've, whatever you fill in the blank after that, I am. 
I am the stream of abundance. It's not just I am prosperous. I mean, that's a good start. It's far better than I am broke, you know? <laughs> Th those words really matter, but it's not, <clears throat> it's not a quality like I am prosperous because when you describe it as a quality, you can equally describe the opposite quality. They're, no, they're not your identity. They're just like the weather. But with the I am, you want to step into the fullness of it. I am the stream of abundance that flows through all that is. Can you feel the difference between that and I am prosperous? I am the wholeness of life, not I am well versus I am sick. Oh, thank you. I am the stream of water, <laughs> of life. Here it is, and it's just flowing to me. <laughs> Water is coming to me, woo! <laughs> oh. So it's really, really important. That's the first thing is alignment. Knowing who, who we are, one with all that is. Aligning to that. Not, not separating from it. And then, once we realize that we are one with all that is, then we can make it be, we can make it be something that we radiate from us. So, you know, back in the days, and I'm sure we all had them, when it was a, oh, God, help me, you know, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I need, I want, I want, I need. You know, we've all been in that place, whether it's, I want that cookie. <laughs> My grandson was at the theater last night, and, and the popcorn was going around, and he's only seven months old. He can't have popcorn yet, but he started eating food, and he's reaching his hand out. He sees food. He wants food. He can't have the food. It was still outside of him. <laughs> so when we need to be the, the center that it comes from us. So let's, let's say it's something that you're feeling like is outside of you, whether it's money or health or whatever. What if you become the one that radiates it out to others? When we talk, Nate was talking a couple of weeks ago about tithing and how he, he made that courageous step he and Aaron to, you know, refill their prosperity account and send it out into the world, even though things were looking pretty dicey for them financially. Funhouse mirror, not the truth, but pretty darn convincing when we look with our eyes of the material. But when we look and when we step into that flow and become the giver, then it's naturally going to flow back into us. That's, that's the spiritual principle. When we talk about giving week after week, 
it isn't just because we need money to run the place. Yes, we do, but, but the reason that we really focus on it is because it's a spiritual principle. And we want a community where everyone is thriving. You're not coming here on Sundays because the seats are comfortable, <laughs> even though they are. You're coming because you want to be inspired to grow to the fullness of who you are in your consciousness, which is the only place you're not already the fullness of who you are. And together as a community, besides it just feeling really good to have a community, together we are creating this energetic field of fullness. And we are reminding ourselves of what is true. We're actually willing to pray with each other and help each other come back from the brink that we have a tendency to get to the edge of. And so before we can slip and fall into the abyss, somebody else is going to say, back here. Let me remind you of what is true, of who you are. Not the one that has no power, but tremendously powerful, radiant I am. That's who we are. I was listening to this song on the, on the way over here, talking about, oh, you are the love of my life. And I thought, you know, every time I've ever heard that saying, it's always about some other person. Oh, that person is the love of my life. Or that person was the love of my life. And it occurred to me, minute what about me aren't I supposed to be the love of my life and isn't that true of each of you I mean I I hope you're blessed with the kind of partner that you might label as the love of your life but that person is not actually supposed to be the love of your life they're supposed to be gravy the love of your life is you and remember that thing I said about follow the leader, and I'm, I'm the leader of the parade of my life? If I don't love me, you remember how it works with follow the leader, right? Everybody's going to do this? Okay. I love me. The whole parade will echo that. I don't love me. The whole parade will echo that. So it's really important, it's really important to focus on that fullness of who you are and radiate that out to others. Now there's, there's another thing that I, I just want to mention. Have you ever had like a, a sweater that's got, a thread has come loose and it's hanging and then you're walking along and it gets snagged on something else, you're, some nail that's sticking out or whatever, and then the hole gets bigger 
and it just it goes downhill from there, right? So that's like integrity. If we are not whole because we are not keeping our agreements or because we are perceiving need in such a way that we're cluttering our lives or because we're filling our minds with resentments, we are actually radiating an energy of not enough. There's something missing. So let's break those down a little bit. There's something missing in me and in my life. And so I keep accumulating and accumulating and accumulating beyond the point of enoughness. And maybe I even tell myself, this is true for me, I don't have time to go through all that stuff and clear it out but I am scheduling the time. <laughs> but, but it's like when, we, when there's so much clutter, I know for me, when I get into a place where there's so much clutter, it's harder for me to think. And I can't find things. And so something is missing for me. Spaciousness and clarity. And, and I'm not saying this as something to be ashamed of. I mean, I'm admitting this is something I struggle with, but this is a growing edge of what if we took the time and cleared it out so that what we had was what we need and we, the other things we shared in other places. We just let them go, release them, knowing that somebody else is going to be, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. I was over at Diane and Eric's house the other day, and Diane was saying, look at all this artwork. I found this all at Goodwill. How did it get to Goodwill? Somebody went through all their stuff and said, I don't need this anymore. Passed it on. You know, so, so that's one thing is clutter. Another thing is resentments. So if we're holding a resentment, what we are saying is, what happened was not the right experience. Something was wrong. Correct? If it wasn't wrong, we wouldn't be resenting. So we are radiating an energy of something's wrong. Like attracts like. So we put out something is wrong, we get back something is wrong. When we release the resentments, even though you're still convinced it was wrong, you just let it go, you practice forgiveness, which is really saying, clear the slate. I don't want to hold that anymore. Forgiveness is not saying, it's okay that you did that terrible thing. You're still a good person. Well, maybe you're not, but <laughs> you, you, are, you are the light of divinity expressing in, in the moment, a twisted form perhaps, but 
It's not my business, even if you hurt me. Because if I make it my business and I carry it with me, all that resentment, then it affects my wholeness. And I can't prosper while I'm radiating something is wrong. So I want to practice forgiveness and let go of those resentments. Just chalk it up to mystery. Don't know why. Maybe someday in the great beyond I will understand this. I do not now and I don't need to. Clear it off. Not my business. And the third thing is agreements. Keeping agreements. I used to be part of the spiritual awareness community, and I know some of you were as well. Um, it, it was an organization in town um, that isn't there anymore, but I was on the board, and we were having a retreat with a spiritual leader, and she was, we were, we were distressed at the time because we couldn't find enough volunteers for all the things that we needed. And so um, she was asking us about certain things, and we, we made some agreements that we would do different things. And then we come back, and we have another meeting. And so the first thing she said to us is, all right, well, let's look at the agreements that you made. Have you done them? <laughs> no. We had not. We had not done any of them. <laughs> and suddenly, it became clear that that lack of integrity, that not following through on the agreements that we had made, was rippling out into the community. <coughs> and the community was reflecting it back to us in that we couldn't keep volunteers or couldn't get volunteers. So take a look in your life at the agreements that you have made. They could be agreements to a community like this, but they could be agreements to yourself. I'm going to fill in the blank. And we have all kinds of excuses for why we don't do it. But we don't do it. Or it might be agreements to someone else. We, we borrow some money and we say, well, I'll pay you back. And then we forget about it. Maybe not maliciously. We just got busy, didn't think about it. Gay Hendricks, who is somebody that I studied with for a long time, he talked about the big juice when it comes to prosperity. And he said the big juice was looking at all the places that you have incompletions in your life, things that you've said that you will do, but you did not do. And he started looking at it, and one of his incompletions was um, a college professor that he had had back when he was in college, which was not recently at this point. And he, 
he had borrowed some money from him and then forgotten all about it by the time he actually had the money that he could repay. Um, and so he looked this guy up, found out where he was, and this is like 20 years later, and he writes him a check for whatever it was that he'd borrowed and then some and sent it to him. And with synchronicity working the way it does, this landed for this man at a time when actually he could really use it. But more importantly, it was complete now. And so Gay is radiating this energy of wholeness, fullness. So think about not just what you have promised yourself, but are there other people that you have promised? Do you make empty promises? One of the things I noticed is that um, over the years, people have often said to me, well, I, I want to get together with you and do this or do that. And I'm careful now about how I respond to that because the reality is my time is not an open schedule, let's just say. <laughs> and, and so I don't necessarily have time available, even though anybody who's saying that to me, I'm sure is a lovely person and I would enjoy having coffee or whatever it was, getting together with them. It isn't that it's like, oh God, I don't want to get together with you. That, that's never the reason. It's just I am aware that I have to make priorities of how I spend my time. But I used to say, oh yeah, that'd be great. While thinking, there's no way in hell I'm going to have time for that. But that isn't what I said. And now sometimes I just, I just say, well, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. I, I've even done it with people who have wanted to be my friend. And again, lovely people. I'm sure they would be wonderful friends. But I myself am not a great friend because I have more friends than I can be a great friend to. And it's, it's too late now. I can't kick them out of being close friends, but <laughs> I still... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, <laughs> send them a pink slip. <laughs> but but it, it's like, I, I guess that I would like to do so much more with them, spend so much time with them, and it's just like, all right, you're my friend, and you have to accept I'm kind of lame when it comes to that, I do what I can. So I do something, but... It's not, you know, so, for, but for sure, if any of you were sitting out there and saying, pick me, pick me, no. <laughs> I'm not going to pick you, and you don't want me to pick you. <laughs> you really don't. So, so be careful about the agreements that you make in the first place, because they have consequences. We want to maintain wholeness. Because that is the foundation of abundance. Like attracts like. 
When, when you're thinking about giving and you're giving your money, I hope that you consider this community and give money here because there's something beautiful and we're growing it. And there may be other places you also want to give it. The key, I mean, we all, I hope, we all want to give money to different organizations and causes and things like that. There's so much out there. And, and so the things that align the most with us, we give money toward. Or sometimes, like, there are always these GoFundMe um, campaigns that are out. And, and I like to help where I can with those, even if I don't know the people, just because I want to stay in the flow of being a radiant center of giving. But when we talk about tithing as a spiritual practice, the concept of that is that we are partnering consciously with the divine. We are saying that I am the life that creates all that is, that holy spirit of creation, whatever your name is, we are one. And so I am giving to the place that reminds me of that truth. So a spiritual community ought to be like a number one, but I've done over the years other things. Like I remember one time I was out for a walk, and at the time I, I wasn't attached to a spiritual community. I wasn't going to one anywhere. But I was walking by and there was this little two-year-old who was out in the yard and as I was walking by, he says, hi! And I said hi, and then he kept, I kept walking, and he kept walking, hi! And I don't know, maybe 10 times, hi! And it just made me feel so full of life and love, just because of this innocence and enthusiasm. And I decided, I'm sending my tithe to that kid. And so I wrote a check, and I went and knocked on the door, and I said, well, this might seem weird to you, but this is what happened in here. <laughs> and, and so I remember the mom contacted me later and said they had bought this beautiful crystal for the, for the little boy. And, and it, was, it was such an experience of fullness because I was giving to spiritual source expressing in that child. So when we're thinking about prosperity, that's the kind of thing that we want to be thinking about. We are already the fullness of life. It's our job to remember that and act from that. When it's time to give of our money, we first have to align our consciousness. Because if we're coming from a place of, I've only got, or I don't have, either of those, we are not in spiritual alignment. And it's not about the amount. It's about 
the consciousness. There's a story in the gospel somewhere where um, there's a widow and she comes and she just puts a coin in the pot and it's not very much money and, and the Pharisees who are these religious leaders are like, we give so much more. Look at that mite. That's nothing. Look at us. Look at all we gave. And Jesus's <laughs> cosmic eye roll here. Uh, he says, her mite is so much more than anything you put in there. And her might, that little bit, was so much more because of her consciousness. Her consciousness of just wanting to be connected to the divine through giving. So it's not the amount. It's where are you coming from and how did you decide on the amount? Was the amount coming from I've only got? or I don't have? Or was it coming from I am the fullness, I am the stream of life that flows everywhere. I am a steward of divine substance and I am using my own natural energy yield to bless and create the world that I want. That's where I invite you to come from. And imagine if everyone in this room and on that Zoom, if every one of us did that, what would we create with all that energy? <laughs> 